from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Good morning, everybody, and good morning to you, Ursula. It's the 10 o'clock hour, and I'm uncomfortable about this hour. I'm not looking forward to this hour because I don't want to tell what rule I violated. Okay. But uh, good but morning to you. If, if you can guess, text us on the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888-973-5476-888-973, Cairo. Okay, your first rule, I do recall, was the same rule that I have, which is don't come, do not come empty-handed. I, I, I came you, through. Yeah, yeah, come, I came. I, ooh, okay, I so came, you did not come empty-handed. I, came, I brought a bottle of Casa Azul. Ooh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, let's get to it right now. Okay. What's new at 10? So we have a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Kelsey's dropping stock, at least in my book. We're going to talk about the commercials, national anthem. We'll, we'll, we'll do the rundown. If you haven't done so already, get onto our Gene Ursula Show Facebook page. I've got, well, we have a couple of posts there now. You have to see the disaster that I had this morning. My, my, my cooking prowess is just at an and an all-time low right now. <laughs> Two days in a row, I burned something. Okay, but I need to hear about you violated your own code of conduct. So mm-hmm. what was that? What'd uh, you do? J.O. and Everett, you nailed it. So I got my rules on here. And if you go to, let's see, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. I don't know. It's around the seventh, number oh. seven rule. So here's what happened, y'all. We're at the Super Bowl party. Good party, by the way. Uh-huh. And um, so I went to go. Uh, remember, my one rule is, is if there's food that you haven't eaten, make sure you don't put a lot of it on your plate. Okay. So the first round, I just kind of put a little something on each one, right? And there was these meatballs that were there. And I'm just like, mm, okay. I just took three meatballs and put them on there. And so I went to go sit down, and I'm eating. And Ursula, these meatballs were fire. I, I mean, I'm talking Fire about... Fire as in good as or in really good. spicy? Okay. I mean, good. You ever get a hold of some good meatballs? Mm-hmm. Especially at a Super Bowl party, it was slapping. Especially so, since you've been low on bread and you've right. been trying to go carb-free, essentially. Right, right. And by the way, as I finish this story, I'm upset at the both of you. <laughs> you and Chef. Okay. And I, yeah, 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 yeah. Because check your text messages. So I go for round two, new plate. Right? New clean plate. I go get it, and I load up on the meatballs. <laughs> load up! Uh-huh. So, boy, I ate those meatballs. I said, oh, wait, this is good. This is real good, right? So I'm sitting there watching the game, hooting and hollering and laughing and things. And then I sent you guys a text. I sent you guys a text that I cannot believe that neither of you showed any type of support. Oh, no. And here's the text. It says, it says, damn, I don't have to do number one. I said that in a text and none of you commented. Chef's next test text is Matthew very much knows who Taylor Swift is. And he talks about how his dad came in and I'm like, wow, no support. So Ursula, I'm sitting there, right? And I heard this. 
And I knew exactly what it was. I went too crazy so on you, the meatballs. Did you figure out so what gas station you were going to so, go to? So, so I'm like, okay, I got to go to the gas station, right? So I, I said, no, but I can't. I can't really leave, right? No, I can't, there's no way I can leave. So the, the, the homeowner was, so I go, there's a bathroom right there. I go to knock on the bathroom. Oh, somebody's in there. So I'm standing there. And then I walk into the room, and one of the, one of the little kids follow behind me and says, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I, said, I said, I'm on the phone. I'm pretending like I'm on the phone. And I'm like, man, this is not good. This is not good. And so finally, somebody's still in the bathroom. I said, they must have had the meatballs, too. And so I go to the homeowner, and the homeowner was right there. I said, oh, excuse me, is there another bathroom? And he said, oh, yeah, come on. And he takes me. The next rule, never go, this wasn't upstairs because it wasn't an upstairs place, yeah. but it took me to his bedroom. Oh. <laughs> I, I said, oh! And now, now that's violation number two. Because yeah. if anything goes missing, so, they're blaming yo, you. I go into the, into the primary bedroom. I'm in a very nice, by the way. Uh-huh. Very nice. I mean, I'm talking about... A little too nice. A little too nice. A little too nice. And boy. Okay. Yo. I think you need to remove that from the list. I think it's unrealistic. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but I got a kicker. Uh-oh. I got a kicker. <laughs> so it's a huge bathroom. Uh-huh. Huge. With a little room off to the side. Okay. So I went into the room. Uh-huh. Into the, into the bathroom. Uh-huh. With the door closed, right? Here's the kicker, y'all. <laughs> that little kid came running in. No! A lady comes in, <laughs> and I hear her out in there. And I said, Oh, no. Oh, There's somebody in the what? waiting room. There's somebody <laughs> waiting right there. Oh, my goodness. And so, and so, I'm, so I'm, are you going, <clears throat> No. So, I'm going, I'm going stealth. <laughs> I'm being real quiet. But then I said, she's not leaving. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you do? I flushed. And this I is came, when you start flushing, I did already. And okay. so when I come out, I, she says, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were in here. I said, I said to myself, you're about to in two minutes. <laughs> Did you open the window? Spray some spray? Couldn't do it. All I could do was close that door. Turn on the fan. And wait a minute. Here's the part, though. So I said, oh, just let me wash my hands. So she said, oh, yo, excuse me. And wash my hands. Okay, this is awkward. You're both both in there at this point? Both in there. Okay, that's weird. No. I leave. Wait, wait. As I'm walking out, as I'm walking out. She goes in the bathroom. No. And I said to myself, self, should you leave? It's time to go. Should you leave? <laughs> now, now I wonder, because she came in afterwards, and she uh. had the Casa Azul bottle. And I said, <laughs> I said, that. you need to drink that. <laughs> you need to douse yourself in that. <laughs> All right. Let me give you a tip, G, for, uh, for the bi-gender bathrooms. Yeah. If you don't want to get blamed for stanking up the place, it's better to be considered rude. Just leave the toilet seat up, and she'll think that you're a man who's rude, but not the man who befouled the place. Uh, no, because this, uh, like, no. this was like that dude's pee smells like that. 
So I violated y'all. I could I couldn't help it. Could you make eye contact the no. rest of the evening? No. Oh that no, is no too eye contact. Funny. So and ladies and gentlemen, be careful of the meatballs. And especially if you're not eating like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. And by the way, if you are in that bathroom and yeah. you see someone just walk out, why are you walking right in? You, so you don't have a choice. Because I mean, you probably have the meatballs too. You know what I mean? <laughs> you probably have the meatballs too. Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> this is like that your worst nightmare come to life. Worst nightmare ever. Has this ever happened to you no. before? No. And I couldn't believe that I'd sit there and talk to you guys about this, and I'm telling you what not to do, and I did everything that I told you not to do. And and the look that she had on her face, you know what I mean? When she came out, I'm like, does she know? Is she talking about it? Maybe this morning she's talking about it on with her friends. Like, let me tell you. And then she, you know, they know who I am, so they probably well. Everybody knows now what happened. <laughs> that G was nice, but let me tell you what happened when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I don't feel bad about my burned lumpia now. <laughs> so, so <laughs> burned lumpia, which people still ate. I'm just like. So, Arthur, what, what happened? What happened? Talk to oh, you, boy. What happened? Well, I was really going all out, and I told you I was going to get Ponset and Lumpia. I made Ponset from scratch, but while I was doing the Ponset, I was also doing the Lumpia, and if you'd have your oil too hot, the wrapper, which is really thin, gets too brown, and then the inside doesn't it's cook. Not cooked. Yeah. <laughs> Raw pork. So, yeah, exactly. So, so I was trying to keep it from burning, oh. and so my lumpia, which is supposed to be a beautiful, delicate, golden brown, yeah. was like almost dark brown. It just looked like my, my to- toast that came out of the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Go on the Gina Ursula Show Facebook page. Yeah. It looked like that. And then, while I was freaking out about the lumpia, my ponset was on the stove too long. So yeah. then now that becomes, and it's, you know, when you almost burn something, it, it didn't get burned, but mm-hmm. it just smelled like burn and it just permeates the taste. Yes. I was like, are you kidding? And I had added a whole nother packet of Ponset. So I had enough to feed an army and it all smelled burnt. That's called being pan smoked from the bottom. Yes, it's exactly what it was. You should have oh, called me. I should Okay, so if your oil's too hot, just oh, take them out while they're golden and then put them in the oven to finish. I should have done that. But I would have been so mad if I came over to your house and be like, I came here not for the company. I came for Lumpia, lumpia. and Lumpia no, alone. And it's burnt. Thank God I made a bunch of other stuff. Oh. And we had great company. It all worked out. Okay, but let's talk. <laughs> that was the best Before story. we move on, yeah. can I ask the two of you something? You sure you want to move on? When I text you guys, how come you guys didn't offer because any support? I was in the middle of like entertaining a bunch of people, and all you said is, damn, I don't have to do number one, and then it was edited, so I didn't have the context. No, I said, I have to do number one, and I was like, why is he worried about being doing number one? And, and then, then, I, then I, I didn't see the it. edit. Oh, you didn't see yeah. the edit. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see the edit yeah. on the text message. I, I was too busy harping on what exactly happened with Travis Kelsey and how he dropped no, okay. in my book. Yeah. So, yeah, so we were having all sorts of discussions like 
what exactly happened? So you saw the shove. You saw Travis Kelsey getting really mad at his coach mm-hmm. during the first half. Yeah. He's yelling at him. Mm-hmm. I swear I saw him mouth the words, what the, I mean, I, I, I thought he told him to F off. Um, I don't know if that's true, but mm-hmm. th- there was some harsh words, uh, a shove, uh, and he was asked a bunch of different times why he shoved his coach, and this is the first thing he said. What was that about? Uh, man, it was. Uh, I'm going I'm to keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world, but uh, I was just telling him how much I love him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real funny, because no, that's not what you're telling. And then when asked again, uh, Travis Kelsey said, you know what? Coach Reed is the best coach in the league. He's helped me a lot with that, with channeling that emotion, channeling that passion. And um, I owe my entire career to that guy, being able to uh, kind of control um, how, uh, how emotional I get. And uh, I just love him. Okay, so then Coach Reed was also asked about that moment. And the coach explained, well, you know what? He understands all that emotional behavior because he has five kids. He wants to help his team win. I mean, it's not a selfish thing. That's not what it is. And I understand that. And so as much as, um, you know, he bumps into me, I get after him. And we understand that. Um, He just caught me off balance. Okay. They're all covering for each other. Kelsey said, you know, unless someone uh, releases his mic'd up audio, I think mm-hmm. he's just trying to put it behind him. I think he should have addressed it, and maybe they address it in a personal moment. Mm-hmm. But just for public appearance, too, that was not a good look. This upset you. It really did. Hmm. Because I always th- think of him as uh, Travis as being a great role model, mm-hmm. you know, which is why I appreciate the relationship he has uh, with Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at this going, you know, he's had some emotional outbursts. He's thrown his his helmet a bunch of times. And I get that football is a violent game and you're charged up, et cetera. But now you're pushing your coach like that. That goes above and beyond and not in a good way. I want to ask all of you something. And you don't have to answer it. Just visualize it for a second. One second. I want you to visualize something. Visualize a football game in which DK Metcalf is on the sideline and he runs up to his head coach during the game mad and pushes him and screaming in his face. You tell me how that would be covered on a national scale. And my question to all of you, and again, you don't have to answer this question. Why is it that in corporate America and also with some coaches, some players and and, and employees, what is the difference between getting the pass of this person has way too much passion and the other person having a terrible attitude or anger issues or anger or, issues. How, how is that determination made? And I'm not talking about just athletes. I'm talking about corporate America. Why is it that some people get a pass of being passionate and caring so much and other people get the, well, they have a bad attitude and they're just hard to work with. How do they distinguish the difference between the two? It's very subjective. 
Uh, and and this was the first time I was looking at that going, man. And I saw it actually amongst Taylor Swift fans, too. People saying, I hope that he is not that. I mean, is that a red flag or or do you just chalk it up to the game? I mean, is that unusual behavior for the game? To, do you see someone shoving their coach? Oh, 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 text in. If you have a moment in which you have watched, so somebody's like, I've watched a lot of football, and I remember when this player pushed a coach and, and was hollering at him. Please text in and give us the moment. Yeah, 888-973-5476, triple eight ninety seven three. If If you're telling me, because I, you of all the people, of, of all of us, and I know, yeah. Chef, that you watch a lot of sports too, I just don't recall it. And I don't think, I think he should come out and just say, you know what, I, that was a, that was beyond. Chef, that, was, that, was, that was. I've never seen that. And gee, if this was DK Metcalf, you'd have Skip Bayless coming on saying, he should be in prison. That was an assault. We all saw it with our own eyes. <laughs> Nick, you seen it? I think, yeah, winning the game really helped the image. But if they if they would have lost it, it would have been a different wait, narrative. Wait, 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 wait. Do you guys know that Tony Romo, do you know that they never brought it up again, the rest of the telecast? Oh, people were uh, trying people. to give him softball questions about it. Like, oh, I understand, you know, it's a game and blah, blah, blah. And you were really emotional and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, don't give them the pass. Like, that was uncalled for, dude. I, I just don't. I, no, actually, I do get it. But for the sake of the show, and I don't want it to go left, <laughs> I'm going to say, I just don't get it. How about that? <laughs> Good stuff. See, you know hey, your story was a, that was a highlight for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you missed, if you are just tuning in, this is the perfect thing. You need to listen to our podcast, <laughs> GNR Slow Show podcast, just for that story alone. You need to favorite that one. Be, 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 before I get out of here, here's my one last question for everyone: Are you guys worried for Taylor Swift? With Travis Kelsey. I would, I, I would look at that as a, we need to talk this through. Like, how do you, yeah, how do you deal with adversity? Mm. That was not good. Mm. No, not at all. Uh, uh, coming up next here on the G and Ursula Show, you guys know what Wednesday is, right? You know, you've got your gifts. You got it? Well, we're going to be talking about good gifts for Valentine's Day. Ursula's going to really help us out do this because she knows best. This hour of the G and Ursula show is brought to you by Pello Windows and Doors. This is the G and Ursula show. Happy Monday to all of you. It is February 12th. We're just two days away from Valentine's Day. Are you ready? Gee, I know this is one of your favorite days of the year. Can't stand it. I know you can't. Can't stand it. I know you can't. But it's because you are romantic all year long, and then to have that extra pressure on Valentine's Day, I'm thinking, just is not something you appreciate. No. But uh, around this time of year, you always get those, uh, you know, best advice. What are the best tips? Think, these are last-minute gift ideas. 
And I want to run through a couple of them. And then I, I want you all to weigh in, too. Muckleshoot Casino Resort, text line 888-973-5476, cairo um, If you're going to buy chocolate, apparently it's going to be more expensive this year. Hershey's is issuing a warning that cocoa prices are at an all-time high. Somehow it always manages to hit right on the day that you would need to buy a lot of chocolate. But is giving chocolate even something that you should do? When was the last time you bought a box of chocolates for a loved one on Valentine's Day? Uh, it's been a minute, Ursula. It's, it's really been a I, I even re- did it last year. <laughs> I, I, real quick, you didn't... Chocolate's always popular. You and Chef didn't send me any chocolate or anything, did you? No. Okay. no. I'm trying to get to the bottom of something. Somebody sent me a package to the house. It, and so I'm like, okay. So I open the, I get the package, and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. It's no from card? A, it's from a Philip Ashley. Oh. Right? You guys looked it up. So it's from a Philip Ashley. And I'm like, what is this? And so I'm actually scared to open it. I hit some people up within the Seahawks organization. I'm like, maybe you guys sent it. I asked my wife, Lillian, did you send it? And so I go to open it. And I'm like, mm. and it's a briefcase. Mm. And I'm like, what is this? Is it full so of I look up Philip Ashley first. And I'm like, yo, this dude is a James Beard nominee. And I'm like, how do I get this? So I open up the suitcase. There is a bottle of Casamigos tequila very nicely in there. I'm being serious. Is that the one you brought to the Super Bowl party? No, that's Casa Azul. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry. Yeah. So so I, I'm, I'm like, and then I open it up, and it's a box of chocolate. Wow. Right? And I'm like, I'm not eating that. It, so, is it addressed to you? And it's addressed to you. It, it is go to the addressed to me. It's addressed to me. I don't know who. The, still to this day, I don't know who it is. You have so a I'm secret admirer. So I put the suitcase down. Yeah. And let's left it there. I told Lillian about it. So Friday night, Lillian comes to bed with the briefcase. And she said, babe, you said there's chocolate in there. Can I have some of the chocolate? Sure. So she opens it up. She's seeing it for the first time. She's like, wow, this is really nice. Yes. So she takes out the chocolate. And when she takes out the chocolate, she goes to eat one. And I saw the look on her face. And I said, well, you ain't never had a look like that for me. So it's a good, it's quality <laughs> chocolate. So when I told you guys earlier today yes. that oh. I broke my sugar fast, oh. I broke the sugar fast. Because of that chocolate. Because of that chocolate. Okay. And I said, I'm, so I go to eat it. And, there, and so I was worried, because I'm already worried about it. There was a burning sensation in the back of my throat. I've seen crime shows where you somebody talked about they felt a burning sensation and they were being poisoned. So I kept asking Lillian, are you getting a burning sensation? And she's like, no. I'm like, damn, I'm dying, right? But the chocolate's so good. So if I'm going to die, I'm going to die happy. So I kept eating the chocolate. And I'm telling you, this Philip Ashley was Incredible. Best damn chocolate I've ever had in my life. It had the salt on the bottom. It was fantastic. So I still don't know who sent it. I could be poisoned. And that might have led to my Sunday violation. You weren't poisoned. They were just laxative chocolates, G. Okay. Oh, my God. Now, if you get another box of chocolates, 
Okay. I would suggest not eating them. <laughs> because people know that you will eat Wait, a box of chocolates randomly. On. I just found out who it was. Oh. It was Cliff Averill. Oh. <laughs> He's listening right now. <laughs> and there you go. Cliff, Cliff you gave G the bubble guts at his Super Bowl party. <laughs> Mystery solved, so you're good. I'm going to try to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to call him 11. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to yes, let's do we'll it. we get him on the show. Yeah, like, Cliff, what, did you really just do that? Like, I didn't, I didn't know. Well, what a beautiful gesture. Uh, so what's nice hmm? is a really nice box of chocolates. Now, what I don't think works for Valentine's Day is if you are buying the on-sale box at the drugstore on your way and you grab a card and you haven't filled it out and you're filling it out uh, in the room next to your loved one, that's probably not the best way to do Valentine's Day. Oh. I'm going to say. You want to have a little more thought behind it, but I don't I don't think there's... Because the question is... Chocolates is are it, over. Is it tack, uh, tacky to give chocolates yeah. or roses? And my answer is no, but for me, I enjoy experiences anymore. I don't know. It's like you used to have to make an effort to go find good chocolate, but good chocolate is everywhere now. Right. And if you can go to the gro- if you can purchase your Valentine's Day gift at the grocery store. Is that a bad thing? I mean, I'm not a fan of Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm, I have to send my wife a text here soon and say, oh, we're not doing anything this year. Right. Right. She, she will enthusiastically say yes. But I, don't know. I think yeah. she does that out of your chocolates opinion. in a briefcase, though. I so think that's, that's baller. I think that's, <laughs> that's baller, dude. So so I'm texting with Cliff right now. I'm going to. We're going to do one of two things at 1040. We're either going to do scenarios or I'm going to call Cliff and, and, and get to the bottom of this. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll figure that out. We're going to do one of two things. Either way, you can't leave, y'all. Yes. You got to stick around. Stick around. This is the and Ursa show. You know we keep it a buck. <laughs> we got to get to the bottom of this. G and Ursa. Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. It is the Gene Ursa Show. I'm trying to, uh, I don't know, Cliff might be busy, so but I am going to get to the bottom of that because I did not know it was him that sent me the chocolate and the bottle of tequila. So if you're listening. In a briefcase. In a briefcase. It was fancy, y'all. And he was the reason you broke your sugar fast. Yeah, I didn't know who did it, but I'm telling you, so is it popular? It was so tempting. Did they put cayenne in the chocolate? <laughs> is that a popular thing? Yes. A little sprinkle of cayenne. Man. <laughs> I'm not into it. <laughs> thought right. it was poison. So I saw an older couple in the theater at the movies last night. The woman was trying to get out of her seat and was having trouble. So the man got up to try and he was having trouble too. After a couple minutes, I got up and went to help. I grabbed her arm and put my hand on her shoulder, but she stopped me as if I was hurting her. Then she said, why don't you mind your own business and leave me alone? I can do it just fine. Go watch the movie and stop bothering people. I was just trying to help. It was more and more kind of upset. After a few minutes, she made it up and left the theater. 
When she returned, I asked her if I could help her, and she says, yes, just shut up. I don't. Wow. I don't. Ha- I don't wow. have a. I don't have a question. I just wanted to know if I did the right thing, and why are people so rude these days? 888-973-5476 is the state roofing text line. Or it's a Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Ursula, you up to bat first. <laughs> the whole old habits die hard. <laughs> um. <clears throat> You're not doing the wrong thing, but you may have had the wrong approach. So it's never the wrong thing when you have great intentions, I believe. But in this case, it was probably embarrassing for her. Um, I think her response to you was also rude. But um, I I think she might have felt embarrassed. Uh, You might have been amplifying the fact that she cannot get out and and it's it's hard for people as we age sometimes it gets harder and harder to accept that we're aging we can't do the things that we used to be able to do um i wouldn't stop trying to help people but maybe you should ask first do you need help before you touch yeah don't and especially don't touch somebody and don't put your hands you're violating their personal space and i think that's where he went wrong i agree yep yep that's where i saw it that's Ursula. You nailed it. That's the that's the only thing she should have done. Um, and it's not just older people. It's like folks with disabilities, disabilities right? Exactly. Uh, so it's relatively common for people in wheelchairs to have folks come up to them and like just push the chair, right? Like, oh, I'm going to help you. No, you need to ask. You can't. Le- you can't. You shouldn't touch their chair. You shouldn't lean on their chair. Don't push it without being asked. It's infantilizing for people right. who are older or someone with a disability, for someone who does not know them to assume that they need assistance and to just do it. Yes. I mean, imagine someone just coming up to you and like grabbing your groceries out of your hand and putting them in your trunk. You'd be like, "Who are you? Get away from my car!" Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can approach and ask, but do it with Real- some sensitivity. Real quick, uh, Chef, can you take my phone and uh, can you go back there and uh, call Cliff Ava real quick? Sure. We got to get ask get to the bottom of this real quick. <laughs> he said we, we can call him now. I got to we got to ask Cliff about what the heck that was going on. But Ursula, I think we both nailed it. Well, I, and I, I think that it also goes. It, it makes it hard when you want to help because sometimes, for example, I have taught our sons. You know. I like it when someone opens the door for me. It's not that I can't open the door, but I think it's a gentlemanly thing to do, and I encourage them to do that. And one of my sons said, well, you know, some women don't like that. Mm -hmm. And there's an assumption that people don't want to be helped. I think I would rather take the risk of someone saying, hey, don't don't open the door for me uh, Mm. versus you walking in and slamming the door all right. Behind, All right. I, the reason I'm kind of stumbling yeah, around is because I'm waiting. Do we have them? We, we, we got you. Hey, hey, hey Cliff Averill. <laughs> What's going on, man? Hey, Super Bowl <laughs> champion Cliff Averill is here on the G and Ursula show. So, so, Cliff, let me just tell you. I told the story. I'm telling everybody. I got this package from this Philip Ashley like two, three weeks ago. I've talked to you since then and never even brought it up. So, anyways, I'm telling the story, and Lillian grabs the suitcase and brings it to bed on Friday night. And she said, babe, can I have some of the chocolate? And I'm like to myself, we might die if you eat the chocolate, but okay, cool. <laughs> and then she starts to eat the chocolate, and she's eating the chocolate, Cliff, and I'm, she gave a look that I've never been able to give her. She was an extreme happiness. So I, took, I, and so I took some of the chocolate, and it was fantastic. 
Bruh, you sent me chocolate and the tequila? <laughs> yeah, first off, don't text me and say, hey, you sent me chocolate. Like, it's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, I sent, you cho- I sent you chocolate with tequila, but I can't take all the credit. It's uh, it's also from uh, Jeanette, my ED of the foundation, as a thank you for always supporting and being a part of some of the different things the foundation does, man. So, of course, yes, thank you. And, yes, I sent you some chocolate and tequila. <laughs> Cliff, so G was saying that it was starting to itch his throat, and he was thinking that he was going to be poisoned, although he loved it so much (laughs) that he also said it was the reason he broke his sugar fast. So you get the credit for that. Uh, I mean, that the credit doesn't go to me. It's just him not being able to uh, say himself and resist. Uh, the chocolate, but um, I'm happy that he enjoyed it. It definitely isn't poison. Uh, Philip actually, actually is like the Black Willy Wonka. Actually, G. Uh, he's based what? in Memphis, and he and he he has some amazing stuff, man. Um, I actually took my kids out there to see him uh, last summer. But great chocolate, great vodka, uh, great uh, liquor to go with it. Enjoy yourself, man. That's what it's meant for. Hey, but, but no, I be, no seriously. Before I found out it was you, Cliff, I told everybody on the show. This chocolate was yes, no, no, this, this chocolate was different. I told everybody, look up Philip Ashley. This chocolate, but but the presentation, Cliff, is incredible. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I mean, again, I can't take all the credit. Jeanette kills that type of stuff. When when it comes down to gifting people that support us, you know, coming in with the suitcase and and looking like it's you know some James Bond type type stuff with the <laughs> liquor and 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 chocolate, it was a good one two point. All right, uh, is your is your Super Bowl record still intact? KJ, I mean, yeah, so, uh, Super Bowl record still intact, baby. Super Bowl uh, record still intact. We 12 seconds for the, uh, the fastest score in Super Bowl history. You know, I'm, I'm pan- that's the only time I care about the Super Bowl because I'm not playing it anymore. I just want to make sure my record stands strong uh, over the years. That's all. <laughs> Cliff, you are loved by so many here, and we miss you on the field. Just a question because we had a big discussion about it. Travis Kelsey shoving his coach. Was that unusual? Uh, I mean, I've never pushed my coach. Um, I've, never, I've never even yelled at my coach, to be honest with you. So it's, it's, it's not normal for what I'm used to, but maybe they have that type of relationship. I think sometimes I can be pushing the boundaries a little bit, especially when your coach ain't looking, he's older. Yeah. Man, he could have threw, threw that man hip out, you know what I mean? Um, but <laughs> but it's, it's not something I'm used to. It's not something that, that I've seen. But, again, it's a new NFL nowadays, so who knows? Cliff. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, tell your uh, lovely wife, Tia, we say hello, brother. Now, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for always supporting the foundation as well. And uh, you got to see you kick, kick. I almost touched. You got to keep kicking butt on, 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 the, on the air, man. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Cliff. Take, take care, brother. See you soon. Appreciate y'all. All right. Yeah. Oh, man. You, Cliff. Cliff's one of the nicest dudes well, in the world. Well, Alan says Cliff is one of the nicest Seahawks I've ever met. I once ran into him at a Bellevue Bartels. Everyone want- who said, yes, yeah. and yeah. he does a lot of work with his foundation. Yeah. Agree to disagree comes up next, Jenner. So-